transistor power. excitement we're quite happy in the studio right now okay quick recap quick recap on sister and episode one of sister power we got davin and mira back home living with the parents during corona because of the virus because of decisions that i've made in my personal (laughs) and professional life back at home we're in the attic we got microphones we're fucking podcasting, baby. We're doing it. We had the idea for an A24 produced Stevie Nicks biopic centered on the recording of the Rumors album. Starring Billie Eilish as Stevie. Written and directed by Sofia Coppola. This is such a powerful, powerful idea. We knew everyone else would think the same. We had to get this idea out there, so we impersonated an intern at A24 and contacted every tabloid and media outlet. No big deal. <laughs> that we could find, and it was all legal. Yeah. And it was all ethical. <laughs> now, within minutes of sending that email out, I was getting hit up on the phone. I think maybe 10 minutes after I sent the first email, I got a call back asking if I would do a phone interview. I talked to multiple newspapers, magazines, and websites, and we made big progress with two of them. So first was page six, which is part of the New York Post. They gave me two phone interviews. Um, The first one was with a senior reporter. The second one was with another reporter. And that story should be coming out any day now. The second one was with the Daily Mail, which is in the UK. And last Sunday, the 29th of March, little story showed up in the Sunday edition. <laughs> Amira, I think we need to go through this. We do. This is an inc- this is such a big step for us. I mean, we are doing it. We fucking did this. All right. Rumors to come true for Star Billy. That's the, the title. title. Okay. Let me start it off. It's more than mere rumors that Billie Eilish is wanted for a biopic about Fleetwood Mac idol Stevie Nicks, 71, in her 70s heyday. A Hollywood source said the LA-born star, whose hits include Everything I Wanted and Bad Guy, was enthusiastic about the movie, despite having no acting experience. The insider said, even with Billie's success so far, it would take her onto a whole new level. And it would. Just like you said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sofia Coppola is said to be directing the film about Fleetwood Mac's recording of their hit Rumors album. Hey, that's an understatement. Something like 20 million copies were sold of this album. This is an intricate part. It's not just a hit. This is the (laughs) album. 
Insiders say 18-year-old Billy, who recently topped the charts with the James Bond theme, No Time to Die, may have to be digitally aged to play Stevie at a time when she was about 28. I'm so glad they included that. Do you remember on the last episode we said there's only one thing that's going to stop us from getting this story out, and that's the fact that there's a 10-year age difference between Billie Eilish and Stevie Nicks when she recorded the Rumors album. Well, guess what? We were right. Yeah. <laughs> the digital aging is what sealed the deal. So this is big for me. Yeah, we printed it out. We're, we're excited. <laughs> Now, I think there's only one more thing to do after that, and that's call Stevie Nicks' agent, call Sofia Coppola's agent, call Billie Eilish's agent, tell them that you're writing from Rolling Stone. You're, you're calling from the New York Times. You're calling from Pitchfork. Pitch what, pick whatever you want. Say, there was a story published this weekend. We need you to confirm it. It's so, where our readership is so excited. This is such a great idea. Is it true? Because we want it to be true. Our wallets are open. Our hearts are open. I did that this morning. I called all three. All three denied the rumors. You know what I said? What? It says, good idea, and you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> the word is getting out. The hype is growing. There's buzz. There's nothing going on right now. People <laughs> yeah. are like, yeah, they're chilling out on the couch. They're watching Tiger King. They need this. They're know? not yet. <laughs> this is a huge We're story. I think this people. story is like a couple days from taking off. From We're going making, completely We told viral. you we'd make this happen. And we need yeah. you to get in on this. We need you to be calling. Okay, I'm going to list it off right now. Stevie Nicks and Sofia Coppola are both repped by CAA, and you can find the phone number for their New York and L.A. office pretty easily by Googling CAA and going to their main website. Billie Eilish is repped by Paradigm, and you can find the exact names of the agents on the Paradigm website. When you call Paradigm, you need to spell out the last name of her agents, and it will take you to their voicemail inbox. We need you to call as many times as possible. Say you're a reputable media outlet Say you're a fucking intern or something. Do what we do. Yeah, did. they're not going to check. Oh, I can't believe I didn't mention this. The Daily Mail, the second time I talked to them on the phone, said that they called Sofia Coppola's agent and Billie Eilish's agent, and they both denied the rumor. And guess what? They published the story anyway. Yeah. And you know what they texted me? They said, wow, they're really trying to keep this one under wraps. <laughs> So no, no, nothing matters. Nothing matters. And listen, if they put you on hold. Do not hang up that phone. Don't. Do you hear me? What else are you going to do? Do not hang up that phone. <laughs> you need to stay out the line. Get a human on the other end. Say, we have gotten so many comments, so many emails. We need to know. And you know what? Every phone call is another step closer to making this film a reality. They're going to consider it. We're not going to write it. We're not going to finance it. We're going to manifest its creation through manipulation of the media. And if they don't give us credit, that's when... Well, we'll see them in court, won't we? <laughs> that's when Robert... We'll see out. them in court, won't we? <laughs> yeah. If you make this movie and don't give us credit... <laughs> You know there's gonna be trouble. I don't. I don't want to think about what's Papa gonna happen. <laughs> I think there's gonna be some very upset people. Yeah. Us. I think there's gonna be trouble. 
I honestly don't even want to think about what I might do. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to my dark side. surprising and fruitful collaboration of Stevie Nicks on stage with Harry Styles. Yeah, you know, Stevie is clearly trying to break into the Gen Z market, and our Billie Eilish Stevie Nicks biopic, this is perfect for her. So according to uh, Express, which is a British website, the Fleetwood Mac star revealed she was isolating with a few people close to her and using the time to get creative. (laughs) That reminds me of us. (laughs) Nick said Styles' fine line was her first choice for music at the moment and went on to praise the new album. In a stunning declaration, she likened it to Fleetwood Mac's career-defining rumors. Dear everyone, I know you are doing everything you can to help the situation we are in. I am staying with my goddaughters and my assistant. Man, that sounds so weird. Yeah. She's with her, like, four <laughs> goddaughters and her assistant? That assistant's life must suck right now. <laughs> We're trying to think of creative things to do. I'm getting all my paintings and drawings out, listening to music, mostly Harry Styles' fine line, and being inspired by him to write some new songs and poetry. Way to go, Harry. It is your rumors. Wow. So they have a serious uh, mother-son thing going here. I don't know. I didn't think it was mother-son. You thought it was a little incestuous. (laughs) Maybe Harry Styles should play Stevie Nicks. I do know that Billie Eilish and Stevie Nicks did a charity auction together, but it looks like she's a lot more in the Harry Styles boat if you're looking at Gen Z pop stars. She's going on stage with him. She's tweeting about him. I don't know how you can compare his new album to Rumors. I mean, there's no way that they stack up to each other, but this is kind of an interesting development. Well, maybe he could play Lindsey Buckingham. I cannot help but think that this story is somehow connected to our idea for the movie. We just need to figure out how to leverage it. She has time at home. She has time to, like, write a script. She's doing exactly what we're doing. She's at home trying to be creative with her family. Getting content. (laughs) Okay, so continuing the article, the singer Styles previously revealed how Nix and some of her friends had spent the night at his house for an impromptu listening party for the new album, getting a preview before it was released last December. So basically, Harry Styles talks about how Stevie Nicks and her, quote, coven of witches came over at, like, 3 in the morning, and they all listened to Fine Line. And they loved it, and they kept him up all night listening to it. I wish I was there. What does she think of Billie Eilish's new album? I bet there was an orgy. That's what I was saying. You think it was Harry Styles, like, the young male offering... And these, like, boomer witches were just, like, riding and riding and grinding this man. He he was getting raw (laughs) and shriveled. There's fluids everywhere. (laughs) And they're just, like, blasting lines off of his, like, coffee table, (laughs) off of his iPads. Yeah, so I guess they left at 6 in the morning, and he went to sleep. Um, He said... I'm exhausted. Yeah, I bet he was. Yeah. I'm starting to think that your theory has some credibility. (laughs) Okay, listen. 
maybe the key to getting this movie made is we change Shia LaBeouf as deserving as he is. We put Harry Styles in there. She obviously has a thing for Harry Styles. We make him a part of the production. I mean, maybe it's just that much easier to get it made that way. We keep her happy. We keep her happy. Shia. We don't need Shia. Well, maybe we can do another project with Shia. Yeah. Because after this, we're going to be like back and forth to LA like every week. Oh, yeah. We're going to be really in demand. We're going to be managed by CAA or Paradigm Yeah. by the end of this. Screw college. By the end of this podcast. This will be the rest of my life. Yeah, screw college. talking so much about this Stevie Nicks biopic centering around the recording of the Rumors album, Billie written and directed Billie. by Sofia Coppola and starring Billie Eilish, that we barely talked about the Rumors yeah. album. We barely mentioned it. I don't know why. We need to talk about it. This, this movie is going to be nothing without this landmark, legendary folk pop rock record. With so much secrets behind it. And we you know... Found secrets. Absolutely. We found the <laughs> secrets. And our listeners are really lucky. So we did a deep dive on YouTube. Everything Fleetwood Mac, everything Stevie Nicks, everything Rumors. And we found this incredible video of the two producers of the album, Ken Calais and Richard Dashett, going track by track the studio insiders talk uh, they were telling all these incredible stories about their experience recording the album the creative process what their the relationship with the band what the songs are actually about yeah because some of the songs are like gold dust women what is this no one knows no, idea. no one Soon, knows what that song is about you know, we're about to okay so it's your lucky day we're gonna go ahead and just play the whole video audio only and you'll just get a taste of this amazing step back in time. Close your eyes. Just enjoy it. Pour a glass of wine. It's so nostalgic. Enjoy. Here we go. I'm so track one is secondhand news. And this song came about from an argument Lindsay was having with Stevie on day one. They had just broken up and were having a huge blowout. Lindsay just kept yelling, What am I, secondhand news? What am I, your secondhand news? And Richard, you just shut the door and held me back from interfering. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. You said something like, This is where music comes from. Yeah, you know, it's good that they are fighting. Well, the next day, there was blood, glass, the studio was completely trashed. It was a huge mess. I made you clean it up. Track two is Dreams. This song can be traced back to a conversation I was having with Stevie. I said that the night before, I had a dream that I was castrated by witches. Actually, 
that a group of witches had cast a spell and I had been given intersex genitalia. Now I told her this in confidence. I did not expect to see it wind up in a song. It was very humiliating and people come up to me this day to mention it to me. Yeah, beautiful song. One of my favorites. You can see why it's such a classic. It went straight to number one. Track three is Never Going Back Again. This song title actually came from me. It was something I said to the group every day after recording as a result of the endless abuse and physical violence I endured while recording the Rivers album. Yeah. I'm never going back again. I'm never going back again. Yeah. You know, the label, they told us they're a handful. The band is a handful to deal with. I was struggling with addiction, and my wife, now ex-wife, was pregnant with our first child. I needed the money, so I tolerated it, leading to just years and years of depression. You know, Lindsay was one of the true legends of finger-picking, as you can hear in this cut. Track four is Don't Stop. Now, it was day 10 or 12, and the band was restless. They slipped me quaaludes, and I couldn't move. Couldn't use any of my muscles. I lost total control. Stevie and Christine took turns beating my testicles, which was very painful, and it just never ended. Right, right, I remember that. John and Mick were crying, laughing, yelling, don't stop, don't stop. While Lindsay just kind of sat there watching, and he eventually joined in, and it was torture. As people say, you can't have fun in the studio. It's precise hard work. I think this story goes to show that is incorrect. Of course, Bill Clinton used this track during his first presidential campaign, and I just truly love and adore the Clinton family. Go Your Own Way, which was a gigantic hit. This actually came about during a rare moment of friendship between Lindsay and myself. We had gotten lunch at a Mexican place just talking about obscure folk and the times I recorded Pentangle and Pharaoh Saunders. I was cautiously optimistic. This story, I know what you're gonna say, and I just love it. So I walk into the studio and there's John McVie, the bassist some Filipino delivery boy, and Lindsay just stood there laughing, saying, Hey man, no worries, you can go your own way. Just go your own way, I don't care. And of course, John made us promise not to tell Christine. I'm about 99% sure Lindsay still told Christine. Songbird. This is just a great song by Christine. It's one of my favorites. This infuriated Lindsay. I'd never seen him so angry as the day Christine cut this track. He was fuming. After that, it was rare a day would go by that a dead bird did not appear in Christine's dressing room. I think those birds may have been dead already, but knowing Lindsay, probably not. Now we're at track seven, The Chain. And The Chain came about, legend has it, as a result of a full band orgy that I actually did have its surprise of witnessing. A literal chain of genitalia. From what I recall, a great time was had by all until Lindsay pulled out an electric cattle prod. And well, 
I'm not sure he'd want me to continue, and knowing what he's capable of, I'd rather just move on to track eight. This is one of the few guitar solos on the record in which Lindsay used a pick. And track eight, you make love and fun. I remember it like it was yesterday. Christine comes in, relaxed, happy. She does this light-hearted, perfect pop song in one take, just nails it like a true professional. We break for lunch, and Lindsay opens a manila envelope and shows John, her ex-husband by this point, eight by tens of Christine in compromising positions with the band's lighting director. And these were just the psychosexual mind games Lindsay would always be playing. You know, I still have a few of those pictures. Track 9, I don't want to know. Just a quick anecdote on this cut. Lindsay and I were up late mixing the chain. I got a phone call. My wife is in labor with our first child. I said, Lindsay, I gotta go. My wife's in labor. He smacked me in the face, knocking me out of my chair, and shouted, I don't want to fucking know. He looked at his shirt, and there was a revolver in his waistband. We were up all night. I later found out it wasn't my child. My wife been cheating. You know, we still got a great track out of that night. Track 10, Oh Daddy. That's a chapter I don't like to revisit. So, one day, Lindsay walks in with this little boy. Didn't look mistreated or anything, just a normal, young, healthy boy. So I go up to Lindsay and I said, Yeah, yeah, I remember this. I said, Hey, Lindsay, who is this? And Lindsay goes, This is my son, Frederick. Now, none of us knew he had a son. Stevie just sat there. I could see the gears were turning. The boy sat with us all day while we mixed Don't Stop. It was very well behaved. The next day, Lindsay comes in alone, and I say, Lindsay, where's your son? He looks at me, bewildered, and he says, I haven't got a son. He never brought it up again. Lindsay had a mysterious quality, which really lent itself to the track. Track 11 is Gold Dust Woman. Of course, Stevie was the White Dust Woman. And I don't blame her, considering how often she had to deal with Lindsay. But I stopped carrying cash, or a wallet for that matter. It would disappear off her nose, or later into her veins. I had a lot of fun with Stevie. A lot of late nights. I remember the night she came to me saying, Richard, I need you to drive me to the hospital. I burned a hole in my septum. Come to track 12, Silver Springs. Mick Fleetwood had a game which I non-consensually participated in many, many times. Now he had a great shock of silver pubic hair. Lindsay would hold me down and Mick would urinate all over my face and head. Those were the Silver Springs. That was one of my favorite games we played in the studio. Silver Springs wasn't officially released with the original LP, but of course today it's a fan favorite. Thank God that was all. Just 12 tracks. A bit of therapy, counseling. This was an unforgettable experience and not a good way. 
Of course, you have to remember, the record went 20 times platinum. It's the reason I'm recording this for my infinity pool. Bye. Bye.